All right, everybody. Bradley here with the Insurance Guys podcast and Portal Insurance. You may have noticed we did not have a uh, very WWF, WWE style pro wrestling-like introduction today. Uh, Mr. Scott Howell came down here yesterday and we recorded four episodes. He drove six hours. And he decided he didn't want to do this anymore. I'm kidding. Uh, Scott actually tested positive for flu type A. So let's hope Brandon and I do not test positive for flu type A in the next uh, couple of days. I'm actually going on vacation to our guest's neck of the woods on Thursday. And definitely don't want to get sick. But Scott was feeling absolutely terrible. And this guy powers through a lot of stuff. He's a machine. But he was not feeling good. And we had four interviews scheduled today. We rescheduled three of them. I still wanted to have my man Daniel on here. And uh, so we're doing this less Scott Howell. I'm sure he'll appreciate any thoughts or prayers that you guys have. And I want to bring on our guest today. Uh, He was born and raised in San Carlos, California, currently lives and resides in San Francisco, California. I'm heading to Napa in a couple of days, so I'm really excited. I'm flying into SFO. He is married to the beautiful Lindsay. They have a new puppy. Named what was the puppy's name? Fio, eight-week-old puppy. Yeah, eight weeks. Awesome. He went to Claremont McKenna College. He currently is lead product and support at Ascend, and spent 2020 to 2021 as lead product for Hippo's agency channel, which should be super interesting to everyone. And prior to Hippo, he worked in product at a SaaS company. SaaS stands for Software as a Service the company Box for three years across their integrations and consumer teams. Mr. Daniel Morkovine, I said that right? Perfect. Perfect. How's it going, buddy? It's going awesome. Uh, no, it's been a really, really fun couple of weeks with a new puppy and it's definitely turned our lives around, but really excited to be here and thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. I was uh, discussing yesterday, we were talking about our uh, a pet program that we're, we've been working on, Top Dog Pet and I'm not a dog guy, but I grew up a dog guy. So I have a, a special place in my heart for, for dogs. And yeah, I know how those sleepless nights go, especially with a new puppy. So what what kind of puppy? Uh, he's a golden doodle. Golden doodle. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Really, so really popular went, these days. In, in you, San Francisco. you went the doodle route, huh? You went the doodle route. It was funny. Yeah. I was playing, uh, I was in a card game one time with uh, a couple of my buddies. And uh, this one guy, him and his wife rescue dogs, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we got our dog from this shelter. He was a rescue. And then the second person was like, yeah, we got our pit bull from this place. He was a rescue. And it was like all these like dramatic stories. And it made its way around to this last guy. And he's like, my dog's a golden doodle. And I rescued him from a puppy farm for (laughs) $3,500. And the timing of that was just perfect. So that's awesome. My sister has a golden golden doodle, as does my brother-in-law. So awesome, man. Tell us a little bit about... A lot of us in insurance, we hear the words lead product and that sort of thing. But tell us kind of what your role is at Ascend. What do you do? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think like with product, especially across different companies, different industries, it all means different things. But yeah, very high level, like what I what I do. Kind of like account manager in insurance. Like we we all say account manager, but to every agency, that role is slightly different. It's different, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think the. The funny thing about products, um, the way that I think about it is like a Venn diagram where you're kind of sitting in the middle between all these different stakeholders. Um, so ultimately your job is to make sure that you're building the right product or the right service for your customers. So what that means is like interacting with like the customer side of the Venn diagram to make sure you get their feedback and interacting with the engineering and design team to make sure that you work with them to actually build a feature. 
mm-hmm. and then interacting with you know the business side of, and making sure that the products you're building are hitting the metrics that your company um, cares about most. So it's one of those things where like you're not actually doing a lot of things um, in terms of delivering like air uh, traffic control or anything. Kind of. Yeah, but you're you're ultimately responsible for you know releasing a really good product for your customers that drives a business outcome. Gotcha. So what brought you to the insurance industry? Because I can imagine like working for a SaaS company, mm-hmm. I think that's that's got to be kind of cool, right? Like it's one of those like kind of sexy careers that impresses people when you're at the bar and that sort of thing, you know? <laughs> and then you go to insurance, which traditionally from the outside looking in is like the most boring industry in the world. Now we all know, everybody listening to this podcast and you and I know it's a very cool, very sexy, attractive industry mm-hmm. once you're inside, but... Like, what's your story? How did you end up at Hippo? Yeah, great question. Um, it's funny that you mentioned that because the reason that I chose or that I wanted to work for the first company that I was at, uh, Box, very similar to Dropbox, it does cloud storage, yeah. um, was I thought that like a SaaS type of business. And By the way, was... way better product than Dropbox. Oh, thank you. I'm, a, I'm not a Dropbox fan at all. Yeah, um, no, both both uh, with the word box in the name, it's confusing. But yeah, I was excited by the opportunity of working in high tech in Silicon Valley for a SaaS business. But then you start to realize that for the most seemingly interesting industries, a lot of like the problems for customers have already been solved because you have so many people on them. Mm. And so that's why insurance was very interesting for me, even though it's not outwardly sexy like other industries. Like you say, the problems from a technology perspective are still very, very present. And there have been less people trying to solve those problems. And that's why I think it's even more exciting than a more established industry. It's the white space. Yeah, exactly. It's the, it's the upside. That, that's 100% why I still am in insurance. Mm-hmm. I remember a conversation I had probably four or five years ago, probably five years ago now. I was down here. A buddy of mine used to run a co-working space here in town called The Exchange. His name was Todd Greer. And I was, I was there. I think I was doing a podcast with a buddy and we were just doing like some biz dev networking type stuff. And uh, he walked by and he saw me in the office. He's like, hey, man, what's up? So we, like, we get to talk in and he's like, man, he's like, insurance is just your first stop. He's like, you're not going to stay in insurance. There's no way. And he was, I was like, no, I am. And the two reasons why are one, you have residual income combined with a bunch of problems that still need to be solved. Mm-hmm. And you put those two together, you can have a very lucrative career in an industry. Yeah, and, absolutely. And that that's the reason why I'm still here is, is I love solving the problems. And the other thing that I think, and you, you can probably relate to this too, thing I think is interesting about insurance. So there's a book I highly recommend everybody read. It's called Better and Faster. And it talks about how to spot trends in just in general or in certain industries and that sort of thing. And the example that it gives, which makes total and complete sense, is mm-hmm. if you look at the fashion industry, right? And you go over to Europe, you're going to see completely different fashion than you see over here. But then eventually you're going to see that fashion over here. For example, everybody now, or not everybody, a lot of people now wear the the Echo tennis shoe style shoes with their suits. So well, that used to not be a thing over here. That started in Europe and eventually it migrated over here. So it talked about like if you're in an industry like an insur- like insurance, which is nowhere near the bleeding end of the technology sword, you can pay attention to other industries and almost spot things that are going to happen here and I'll give you guys two examples, virtual assistants. Mm. I remember I had a buddy when VAs just exploded in the insurance in the insurance game. He was like, why are you guys just now finding out about VAs, right? It's like, we've been using these forever. This guy was in marketing 
And another one that's that's the next thing is is RPA, robotic process automation. Right. And which is essentially having a robot do what a human would do, but they do it way faster and way more efficiently. So I can see how you seeing these problems that have been tackled in SaaS and you see them and you're like, hey, this is the solution for that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's exactly what was appealing about Hippo is, uh, you know, for I'm sure many of you listening are familiar with Hippo, but it was taking a proactive approach to home care where we didn't want to just, you know, provide provide support when there was a claim. But before a claim even happened, we would try to send you smart, ha- smart home devices and proactive home care um, to prevent that accident from happening in the first place. Right. And then with Ascend, it's the same thing. You're able to pay for something on Amazon or anywhere else in e-commerce very quickly. And that money can travel from point A to point B very quickly. Why not be able to do the same thing for premium collection, for remitting funds to carriers, for claims pay and, and so forth? Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's interesting, man, If when you look at like the smart home stuff. Like, like in insurance, we tend to as an industry, we and this is one thing's I'm this is one of the reasons why I do this podcast to try to combat this, but we tend to try to we like to put our fingers in our ears and ignore certain things. Mm-hmm. And when I think about like smart home stuff, yeah, like carriers miss the boat with the whole like telematics thing, like tracking your driving. No customer likes doing that. But if you look at like certain smart home things, right? And they think like that's not gonna that's not gonna help claims. Because they're looking at it on like a very granular, minute level, right? But if you think about it, it's like my air conditioner, I have the Nest thermostat, right? So it's preset so that it, it Bluetooths to both mine and my wife's phones when we leave the house, it knows we're gone so it doesn't run the air conditioner, okay? Mm. That doesn't make that big of a difference on a day-to-day basis. But if you look at a 365-day year, probably 200 of those are work days where we're both not home. That saves me a ton on my power bill. Mm-hmm. So if that can help you mo- save you money in your power bill, if we look at things like a smart nine volt battery, so I have the smart nine volt batteries in all of my smoke detectors connects to my phone. And there's a statistic, you may know it. There's a statistic that if the every homeowner who had a total loss house fire knew that there was a fire the moment it started, like 80% of total loss house fires could be avoided. Mm-hmm. So if if it can save me money on my power bill, which everybody understood that analogy, why can't it help reduce claims? You know what I mean? So I think that's awesome. Yeah, definitely. And same thing with, you know, preventing any types of leakage or pipe bursting, right. all of these things can be predicted by, by pretty simple technology. Um, so I think it's a very cool thing, what, what they're doing over there. Yeah, absolutely. What led you to Ascend? You know, what, the biggest thing about Ascend, it's funny, I was joking with some friends, like right when I was starting to explore other opportunities that uh, I other than the see. really cool Yeti mugs, <laughs> other than the Yeti mugs, I love coffee. So no, I was joking that I, I would want to try a different industry that I think I was done with insurance. But I think what was really interesting about Ascend was that a, the team was, was fantastic. I'd worked with Praveen and Andrew, a couple other folks over at Hippo. Um, and then B, just the problem space was, was very tangible. Um, I think one hard thing about working for uh, like an underwriting company is that you're competing effectively on price, right? Like most people are going to choose Hippo over Progressive because it's $5 cheaper per month, right? So from a product perspective, there's not much innovation if most of your consumers are so price sensitive. Um, But when it comes to Ascend, the problem that we're trying to solve does not come down to price, but it comes down to, can you make payments easier for this insurance business? And that was a very appealing thing to be able to disrupt from a product perspective. Yeah. I love the... Every, and everybody's heard the story about the first time I 
I've told this on the story like five or six times, but I heard uh, I eavesdrop on a conversation where someone was talking about a sin. This was in June of 2021, I believe. And I interrupted them and I said, wait, say what you just said again. Yeah, they're doing, they're trying to do this. And I'm like, I've got to get to know this company because you have, you have like three things going on, right? In insurance agencies, you have the direct bill carriers that handle their, they handle their stuff, right? And then you have the agency bill carriers that it's, you know, super antiquated that the agency has to handle everything. And then you have kind of like a, an offset of that, which are the, the people that finance their premiums. Mm-hmm. And in most agencies, all three of those are completely different, right? And so what you guys essentially do is you're taking the agency bill and the, the premium finance, putting it all together. Whereas in the past, you know, what we've done, and we've, we're pretty technologically savvy in our agency, but you have our premium, your premium finance company over here, and then you ha- we have a separate payment processor. So we're taking the payment from the payment processor, and then we've got to go do the finance agreement over here. So it's like it's like three people or four people have their hands in the pot, and it just complicates things. And I love companies like anytime any agent listening to this, anytime you can add a vendor or a company that consolidates two or more, that's a win for your agency mm-hmm. because you're decreasing the chances of something bad happening. Right, your margin for error is is much better. You make the customer happy because they're not getting communicated through two different people, right? And it's a lot easier on your team because they don't have to remember in this situation I do this, in this situation I do this. So it saves the brain space, right? It's like I was having a conversation with somebody the other day, Daniel, that they had a doctor's appointment and they like a, a like when they have a doctor's appointment, they never put it on their calendar. And I'm like, the fact that you have to remember to go to that doctor's appointment on the third Tuesday of the month is costing you brain space. Like, why not worry about it? Just put it on your calendar. It's kind of the same thing. Like the fact that your team is trying to remember, okay, if it's this situation, I do this. If it's this situation, I do this. Why not just consolidate one of those into one point of sale system? Mm-hmm. And now we have really two things we do other than four, you know? Yeah, 100%. I think that that's just like really the scratching the surface. I think there's so many other payments, as you know, yeah. um, within insurance, whether it's claims payments or, you know, ENS tax remittables, you basically want to be one single place for for all of your insurance payments so that you don't have to use seven different tools based on the type of payment. Yeah. Well, and the thing is too, man, like, so your customers, right? So let's think about our customers. So our customers are ordering their their pizza from Domino's, right? They can do it all online. It's got their credit card information saved. I even, we, we had Domino's last night. That's why I brought this up. I log into Domino's, right? And my New York people are just like, oh, Domino's. <laughs> I logged into Domino's and it's like, here's what you ordered last time. Click, click, credit card, boom, done, right? Your customers are ordering air conditioner filters on Amazon. Click, click, super easy, done, Right. They're logging online to pay their power bill. Click, click, easy, done. And then they go to buy insurance from their insurance agent. And it's like, oh, we have to have a paper check or you have to give me your information over the phone. And well, here's this third-party system that's a company you've never heard of. Mm-hmm. It's not branded to our agency. And we're we're expecting that they're okay with that, right? Because it's normal to us, but that's not normal to your customer. So for, for us, what Ascend does is it takes this really slick, really easy point of sale system. It, it adds our branding to it. So it, it's from us, right? We're not confusing the customer anymore by interjecting a third party they've never heard of, right? Super easy. They get the updates, everything. It's it's taking this, the most antiquated part of the most antiquated 
industry, which is the the payments part of things. And it's bringing it up into the, the 21st century and bringing it up to par with Amazon and Domino's and all these companies, right? Yeah. Although, you know, Domino's is my, my favorite, but everything else you said makes total sense. I think it's better than anything I could have said. I've never been a Domino's fan. I don't like the garlic crust at all, but my wife is, uh, and I've always been like a Pizza Hut guy. We don't have good pizza in the South. I've always <laughs> been a Pizza Hut guy and my wife hates Pizza Hut. So uh, we compromised and did what she wanted to do. So we always get Domino's. Yeah. No, I think their app that was incredible and, and focusing on delivery within their app, I think definitely helps it make a yeah. very serious experience for the customer. For those of you listening, I'm super bullish on Ascend. Obviously, you guys are a podcast sponsor. I'm on the Agents Advisory Council, but but my fondness of Ascend and our use of Ascend happened well before those last two things, right? We seek out companies for this type of stuff that we use, right? I don't promote anybody that I don't use, at least between me and Scott, one of us is not using or one of us is using. And so being on the agents advisory council, like it's a, it's, it's a breath of fresh air to be completely honest with you, because when we suggest things to you guys, you guys do it. And there was another company recently, it's not a competitor of you guys, but another company reached out and asked me to be involved in a similar capacity. I was like, look, here's the thing. Like I'm super busy. I'm running this agency. I'm, I've got a marketing company. We've got the podcast. Like I have a 13 month old that's taken, you know, all, most of my out of eight to five time. I don't have a lot to gain from this, but what I get, not you guys, but this other company, but what I get out of it is I love being able to affect change in the industry through these projects, these advisory councils and that sort of thing. And like I went to a agents advisory council for a carrier last week. It was down in Orlando. And I made a suggestion 10 minutes into the first day. And by the end of that day, they were like, hey, that idea that you gave us this morning, we've already like implemented it. We're doing it. Nothing gets me more jet. I love that's what really gets me going. Right. And so I asked this this company, I'm like, hey, look, you know, that's what I want to do. I want to be able to say, hey, you guys should try to do this and and you guys do it, right? That's that's what I get out of this. And how does that work? And, and they were basically like, yeah, we're still going to do what we want to do. We just want to know what you think about it. And I was like, no, I'm not interested at all. And one thing I love about you guys is, is there's a, you have a pretty, you have a really good cast of characters on your advisory council. And one of which I'm humbled to be, and we suggest something, you guys do it. And one of the things that we talked about early on earlier this year was AMS integrations and, and, uh, and integrations within the industry. Because you know, back to my original point, being able to consolidate two carriers or two two companies is great, but if my systems don't talk to each other, it makes it really hard for the consolidation to happen. Because if I'm consolidating these two carriers that talk to my AMS, well, I'm effectively playing whack-a-mole because I'm knocking this one down, another problem's popping up, right? So the integration is key. So talk a little bit about some of the integrations that you guys have done and that you guys have coming down the pipe. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it goes back to your prior point around like simplicity. And as an agent, you, you have all these apps that you use on a daily basis. And we don't want to just add another application for you to toggle between. We want to make sure that Ascend is deeply embedded into your existing workflows. And we've started with uh, a first bucket of these AMS integrations with different agency management systems. Um, I think right before you gave us the feedback, we had literally zero integrations that were live in the market. 
Um, and by the way, my I, feedback was not the reason you guys did. You would have made it there anyway, but it just kind of pushes that home. Well, I don't want to like take credit for that or anything. No, it was it was just you. You were the only person. I was no. the only one. Yeah. Hey, if I was the only one you guys were listening to, you'd be far less successful than you are. Let's just be completely honest. <laughs> um, I don't know about that, but yeah. So, you know, now we have four integrations that we've announced for different AMS providers. We started out with NowSearch. I, I know you use NowSearch in, in the past and launched Hawksoft in September. Um, AMS 360 this month. And we also announced a partnership with Veruna in uh, later this month as well. So we have AMS 360, Hawksoft, and now certs are the main three. And then you have Veruna as well. Exactly. If you're on one of those systems, you can push to ascend without having to enter the data twice, basically. Exactly. Yeah. That's there are two main use cases. The first one is if you already have the policy information, the insurance information in the AMS, it'll automatically push that into Ascend and send you back the financing terms, the checkout link. So you can basically do all of that payment collection without leaving the AMS. And then whenever there's a payment that happens, or maybe there's a pending cancellation, et cetera, that happens on the loan itself within Ascend, we sync that back to the AMS as well so that you can stay in that one place and not have to toggle back and forth uh, between systems. Again, I don't know if an increased margin of error is good or a decreased margin of error because I'm from the South and I just don't know those things. But you make your margin of error better, right? It's better for your agency. Less bad things can happen. And I've said often, guys, I think, and I'd love to get your thoughts on this, Daniel, I think double entry being the label I'm putting on double entry, triple entry. It's a label I'm putting on multiple entry. I think double entry, if we don't solve for it, could be the eventual death of the independent agent. Because if I go to one of our competitors, say a Geico or a direct-to-consumer or a, a direct writer, captive company, right? They're entering that info in one time and it's duplicated across all their systems that they use. And if they have to even type it in at all, right? There's companies out there that have systems that transcribe phone calls in real time and it enters it in as you go versus calling an independent agent and I'm having to enter it in this system and enter it in this system and enter it in this system and enter it in this system. Not only does it cost you a ton of time, but it's super clunky for your customer. It's not a great customer experience. And I think every agent listening to this or watching this if they could solve for one thing in their agency that's more industry impactful, it's figure out ways to eliminate double entry as much as possible. Yeah, absolutely. If it, yeah, if it takes Sally, she's entering data in four times. Okay. She's entering data in four times and it's taking her a minute per time, which is probably lower than it really is. Okay. So that's three minutes. She shouldn't have to be doing that. Multiply that times let's say she's doing a hundred quotes a month, that's 300 minutes times 12. I mean, that's look at that. That's time. Not only is that time in the sense that you're having to pay her that, but she could be that much more productive if those things were eliminated and your customers are less frustrated. I think as it sits today, buying insurance from an independent agent is the most inconvenient way to buy insurance. I think it's the best way but it's the most inconvenient way. And we have to figure out a way to solve for the multiple entry. And that's one thing that one thing that you guys are doing. And by the way, you guys know the companies that I, that I support and push and that sort of thing causes multiple entry. I would maybe wait until there's some integrations done. You know what I mean? Like, like don't add something just because it's a cool tool to add, add it because it makes your life easier. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, absolutely. That that is a trend that we're seeing. You know, as we're talking with more customers of different shapes and sizes, they want to make sure that before they consider a send, we're actually integrated into yeah. their existing systems, and that's why we're we're placing so much investment and emphasis on building these out across the board. A lot of people get shiny ob- object syndrome. Insurance agents are super guilty of it, right? We go and buy a tool just because it's a new slick tool, but it doesn't work with any of our systems. We can't fit it in our process. And that's what, and I'm guilty of it too. I got something right now I'm paying for. I'm in a year contract that we haven't used because it just didn't work. It added more time. It didn't save time, right? But I feel like hitting those man- those four management systems, like you guys got a, a large majority of the industry taken care of right there. So if somebody's on one of those systems and you're using anything else, you can save your agency time and make your customer experience way better. Mm-hmm. I want to transition a little bit. What do you think, what's the biggest challenge you guys are running into right now? Let's just get real, real, like from a product perspective, what's your biggest hurdle? Yeah, I think the biggest challenge, and I was introduced to it back at Hippo, is for a lot of really important data uh, fields like carriers, wholesalers, coverage types, they're not standardized across the industry, right? So if I want to map, you know, uh, a RPS policy between your AMS and SENS, there might be 75 different branches of, of RPS with different addresses across, you know, each company within the insurance software space. So that makes our job a lot harder because we don't want to, you know, pull RPS Charlotte instead of RPS San Francisco, because then it's going to, you know, we're going to remit funds to the incorrect carrier. So that's really the biggest challenge is making sure that we're able to map these more complex fields uh, more accurately. Was that a, because see to us, that's normal. Was that an interesting realization? It was, yeah. I think back when, you know, in Hippo, it was working on the Ivan downloads, right? We wanted to make sure like every other home insurance carrier that Hippo supported downloads for agencies. And they're just a lot of, you know, like in other industries, like you have like these standard code uh, codes that work across, uh-huh. um, but with the cord, it's not always uh, perfect in terms of the the mapping that, that they have. I was explaining download to my team earlier and I, we had a sales meeting right before this. And I was explaining actually what happens when a download comes in. Everybody was kind of looking at me stone face. And I was like, it's basically a, an email system. This is glorified email, right? It works really well. And that's the thing, like, so it's in, man, insurance carriers like tend to try to solve problems. Like they try to sometimes I feel like they try to solve a sinus infection by cutting their head off. <laughs> and I'll give you an example of that. So we have a carrier. So you have, you know, in the industry, you have direct bill, agency bill, right? For those listening, may not be familiar. Direct bill is all the billing is handled through the carrier, right? The carrier sends the bills, the client pays the carrier or we, the, the client gives us the payment info. We implement the system. None of that money is touched by the agency, right? And you have agency bill where the carrier is going to bill the agency. Let's say it's a $1,000 policy with a $1,000 policy with a $200 commission. Carrier is going to bill me $800. I'm going to turn around and bill the customer $1,000, right? Customer pays me. I pay the $800 to the carrier. I have $200 left over, right? That's agency bill. And so we have this carrier that we work with, Daniel, that they decided that they were going to go direct bill. Right. They're going to go from agency bill, direct bill, which again, for us is like, that's huge news. That's awesome. Saves us time. E- even though the agency bill piece is uh, good for cash flow, it I would still rather have it be direct bill. Now, Ascend is in a great spot because every carrier is not going to always be direct bill. Right. I think the industry is moving more towards agency bill than anything. But anyway, so the they decided they were going to direct bill. Right. So they, they bill the customer. Customer pays them directly. We don't have to handle the billing. Right. But when a policy cancels, they send us the money. Mm. So we have to refund it. And not only that, 
they send the money to us in the same payment direct deposit that our commissions are in. And to make matters worse, the statement that I get or that my accountant gets has commission, 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 return premium, commission, commission, commission. It's like baked in there. Mm. And so I'm like, I would rather you guys be agency bill. Like you tried to solve the problem, but what you actually did is made it more complicated because now I have to remember that everything's this way for these carriers and everything's this way for these carriers. But then I have this other one floating out here in La La Land that's doing things completely different than every other carrier. So now, again, I'm having to waste brain space to remember. You see what I mean? It's like Mm -hmm. you guys didn't solve the problem. You just made it more complicated. And so I feel like you guys probably can relate to that a ton because all these carriers try to solve things on their own rather than consulting with experts like yourself. And they end up making things worse, not better. And so you guys have to solve for that. And you almost have to bring them to some level of standardization that makes sense to you. That way you can make them work, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like this has been a great discussion. What are some things that we can look for in the future that Ascend's working on? I know there may be, I know there's some really cool stuff coming down the pipe we might not can talk about, but what are some things that you guys are working on that agents can look forward to? And I feel like being product, you are the guy to have that conversation with. Yeah, no, if I can't answer the question, then I shouldn't have a job. <laughs> but no, there, there are a few few categories of things that we're working on that we're super excited about. On Staying on the topic of integrations, we do want to expand on our AMS integration set so that no matter what AMS that you have, whether it's Applied Epic or Novadea or EasyLinks or NextShirt and so forth, we're able to integrate with you in the same way that we've done with uh, Hawksoft and, and NowCerts and so forth. Uh, but we also want to get more wide on the integrations that we offer. Um, so for example, a lot of our customers use separate accounting tools like NetSuite, like Intuit QuickBooks um, for their ledger, for their reporting. We want to be able to sync that data into there as well so that you don't have to manually uh, enter that in twice from like a back office accounting perspective. Um, and then just to close the loop on integrations, there are other types of more like productivity integrations that we want to enable. So one great example of that is uh, e-signature. So right now for agency bill, as you know, you have to get a signature on the actual binder before sending in the payment. What if you could do that within Ascend instead of having to go to DocuSign or a different platform and then back into Ascend? That way speaking my language, man. We just eliminated another vendor. Yeah. Yeah. And then for your customer perspective, right? The policyholder, they don't have to sign DocuSign from their email and then go to Ascend to pay. They're not all confused. They can just do it once. Um, all in one place uh, to be able to sign the the you know binder and make payment in, in one uh, checkout flow. So this may be putting the cart before the horse, but let's say I had an e. Let's say you guys have e signature, and if you can't answer this, that's fine because you may not know yet. But let's say I have a customer who's not paying through a send. Let's say it's a direct bill customer. Can I still send the e signature through a send? Yeah, I think that that's also something that we you know we want to look into. I think initially it might be focused on agency bill, yeah. um, but eventually. The other thing that I wanted to talk about is we don't want to send just to be agency bill. We want to also enable direct bill um, in addition. I was hoping um, you would say it, but I didn't want to bring the be the one to say it. So go go into that. Yeah, obviously, you know most most payments for an insurance agency tend to be direct bill. We're aware of that, and we want you all to be able to use one platform, but still make it as easy as agency bill, whether it's direct bill or agency bill. Um, so what we're working on. As a starter, because as you know, like it takes months to actually build relationships with the carriers and the wholesalers to power the point of sale for direct bill. What we're doing as a first step is actually working on 
um, having account receivable reconciliation in our products. So going back to what you were saying about the carrier statement that you received, what if you were able to upload that into Ascend and our platform was able to read each line of that carrier statement and actually tell you how much is owed uh, from the carrier to you and help you start to recognize your revenue and basically see all of your transactions in one place. Like that's the, that's where we're starting when it comes to, to direct bill. Which increases the value of your agency if you're able to look at all transactions at once and know exactly what your revenue is. Back to the direct bill thing. So are you saying your goal is to eventually have a customer can have a direct bill policy somehow be paid through Ascend and everything's handled kind of on the back end? Exactly. Yeah. Because once we start to work with more wholesalers and carriers, the way that we're powering agency bill for agents will be able to power the actual transaction for those carriers and the wholesalers. And because we're working with the agency as well, we'll be able to handle that commission remittance over back to the agency. And that will take uh, you know, the same time, like 24 hours as we do for agency bill instead of the 30, 60 days that standard carriers do uh, today. Do you guys hear that? You get paid faster and you have a better customer experience because it's branded to your agency. The customers, it, it looks better to them, which is big for me. So I've never told, so I've, I've told, I referenced it earlier. I've told the story about me stopping in my tracks and interrupting. It was Hanley, so it was, but I've never told what he was saying. And what he was saying was what you just said about having the you know direct bill and agency bill. And that's actually what, what he was saying that got my attention. And I know you guys have maybe kept that a little bit under wraps, but so I used to work for a captive carrier and that captive carrier had a really good billing system. Basically how it would work, let's say you write a customer, a auto policy, a home policy, a life policy, a business policy, right? Then what you would do is you would go in and you would create them a billing account. And then you would attach all of those policies to the billing account. Mm -hmm. Okay. A lot now a lot of agents that work for this company don't like that system, but the customers love it because you can you can kind of consolidate all of their accounts to one, no matter what type of account they wrote. We have one. And if they wanted separate bills for each policy, you could do separate accounts. But most people liked having it consolidated together. It's really, really good. That's the part of that conversation that stopped me in my tracks. I'm like, they've basically created that for independent agents. Like this is going to, once this, once you guys pull this off and people know exactly the gravity of what you guys are doing, like that's going to change the industry. And yeah make it way again it's really inconvenient to buy insurance in most cases from most independent agents and you guys make that if you accomplish this substantially easier substantially better so yeah at the end of the day right like it doesn't matter it shouldn't matter to your customer to you whether it's agency bill or direct bill what should matter is the experience that they have that it's branded to your agency that they can pay easily and that we send funds in the back end very easily and that's what we try to do is we basically want to, you know, not eliminate, but that distinction shouldn't matter as long as the, the experience is holistic and it's captured in the same platform. Yeah. I mean, it's like initially when I started working with you guys from an advisory perspective and I was working with Mike and, and, and some of you folks, I gave a suggested like marketing pitch or something. I don't remember exactly what it was. And I, and I called you guys a premium finance company and Mike was like, nah, we don't, we don't, cause we're, and, and you guys are much more than that, but I'm like, look, you got to explain this to agents how they're used to, you know what I'm saying? But it's so much more than that, right? Like we we explained, you know, payments, point of sale, premium finance today, but it's much more than that. I mean, it's like 
this is a corny, corny analogy, but it would be like calling Apple a phone company. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like they make this phone, but like, I would argue that the phone piece of this is what I use the least. You know what I'm saying? Like there's so many more things that make your life easier. And that's the direction you guys are. You're creating a new category is what's happening. I don't want to like seem like I'm falling all over you guys. Like, like I really mean this. You know what I mean? And if there was an area I thought you guys were screwing up or not doing great, I would tell you right now. You know what I mean? This is not me just like blushing and falling all over a sin. Like you guys are really doing these things. So uh, keep it up. These guys want to follow you or reach out to you or have product suggestions or that sort of thing. How do they do so? Um, yeah, just go to our website. It's useascend.com and you can book a demo and talk with one of our team members. And there's also a chat on the website. If you want to share suggestions that way, we'd love to hear it. And it's also in the the show notes of this episode. So if you scroll down, you should see the the Ascend link, useascend.com backslash insurance guys. Also, One City World Tour is coming up. Would love to see every single one of you guys there. We're only selling 200 tickets. Ascend will be there. A lot of other folks will be there. Any any mover and shaker in the insurance industry will be there. That is onecityworldtour.com. Uh, I'm going to try to close this out, Scott Howell-wise. Guys, make money for your family, your wife, your kids, your parents that are struggling. I don't know why the parents are always struggling, but they apparently they are. Make money for yourselves, the companies you write for. Love you guys. Daniel, appreciate it. Ali, thank you so much. And... We will see you next time on the Insurance Guys Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Insurance Guys Podcast. If you need to know more about me or you need to get in touch with Scott, you can always reach me at theinsuranceguyonline.com or email me at scott at iprotectinsurance.com. And if you need to get in touch with Mr. Bradley Flowers, go to portalinsurance.com or email him at bradley at portalinsurance.com. Guys, we love you. Thank you so much for listening to our show and being a part of our family. And we look forward to seeing you again next week on the next episode of the Insurance Guys podcast. Take care.